Welcome into the Are You Serious Gambling Podcast. This is the first podcast of this variety for us at the Are You Serious Network. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give you a disclaimer now that uh, our picks are just for entertainment, quote unquote. Also, that uh, because of the pandemic and uh, COVID and the, and the, the situation going on with that, especially when it comes to college football, our picks are made on Thursday night when we record. Things can change between Thursday night and Saturday for game time for college and Sunday for game time for the NFL. So uh, keep these picks in mind, but at the same time, if certain players are out, especially key players, those picks may be null and void by that time. Ideally, we're trying to give you an idea of what to look for in college football and the NFL when it comes to making uh, your wagers for the 2020 uh, season. And uh, we'll get started now with our college picks. So we'll do that first, and that'll be our first uh, segment each week on the Gambling Podcast. We got five games that we like. We got two potential upsets and two games to keep an eye on on the college football side. And we're going to start with our picks. Uh, West Virginia and Eastern Kentucky are playing in Morgantown. Uh, last week, Eastern Kentucky was in Huntington, West Virginia, taking on Marshall and fell 59-0 to the Thundering Herd. West Virginia is a 40-and-a-half-point favorite in this one, and I think that's actually way too low. I like it like this. Marshall scored 59 on Eastern Kentucky. What makes you think that West Virginia, who is a better team than Marshall, can at least duplicate that? I think it's going to be tough for Eastern Kentucky to score, I think, Western uh, West Virginia will have multiple opportunities to score touchdowns. They'll do just that. Uh, so the 40 and a half point spread, I really like West Virginia minus the 40 and a half for our first bet. Now keep in mind, ideally, these bets are all going to be placed by myself as well. Uh, however, like I mentioned before, I won't be making these bets until Saturday just in case something comes up. But ideally, uh, we're going to try to keep up with these bets. Uh, as the season goes on, and uh, of course, I'm going to make each bet as well. Now, the next game I like is the uh, it's an ACC matchup as Syracuse takes on uh, North Carolina in Chapel Hill. North Carolina comes in at, as a 23-point favorite. Syracuse missing a ton of players off of last year's team. Most of graduation, but a couple of key uh, uh, opt-outs for South Carolina, or excuse me, for Syracuse. And I feel like that's going to leave Syracuse in a bind. They're probably the worst team in the ACC between them and uh, – no, it's pretty much Syracuse. I was going to say them and Boston College, but Boston College I think has the potential to be fairly decent this season. Syracuse is probably the worst team in the ACC. They're taking on a North Carolina team that's a uh, Cinderella-type uh, pick, not only to make the college football playoff, but to possibly – play for the ACC title. North Carolina finished the season strong a year ago under Mac Brown. They bring in a uh, highly recruited cl- a highly regarded recruiting class for the 2020 season. They also have a class that's ranked as high as number 2 so far this uh this season with 2021. Uh but I believe it's sitting at ninth right now, so a top 10 recruiting class coming in. North Carolina is definitely on the upswing. Tar Heels are laying 23 points to Syracuse. I think 
you have to take the twenty or have to give up the twenty three points and take the uh, Tar Heels in this one. Uh, North Carolina should win rather easily, uh, but uh, I expect Syracuse with a fast paced offense to to at least put up somewhat of a fight. But I think North Carolina uh, never is threatened, and I think they pull away in the second half. Death will be an issue, especially for Syracuse. So give me North Carolina minus twenty three. Army. Taking on Louisiana Monroe, Army favored by 21 points. Boy, if you watched Army last week, they were clicking on all cylinders, unlike the Naval Academy. Army did what it wanted to on Middle Tennessee State. They'll take on a Louisiana Monroe team that's going to be at the bottom half of the Sunbelt Conference this season. Army, with their triple option offense, tough, tough to get ready for, uh, as it was shown with Middle Tennessee last week. So I, I like the fact that Army minus 21 to me is the easy play. So give me the uh, Scarlet Knights minus 21. All right, the Texas Longhorns take on Texas El Paso. Texas favored by 43. Or, or is Texas back? That's the question that, that gets asked every season, and it's asked again this season as well. They have a potential All-American quarterback in Sam Ellinger. They returned seven key starters on offense. The defense should be as good as it was a season ago, taking on a Texas El Paso team that, quite frankly, is not very good. Uh, they did win last week 24-14 in their uh, matchup with Stephen F. Austin. Uh, but Texas minus 43 at home uh, at Darrell K. Memorial Stadium. Darrell K. Royal Memorial Stadium, I should say. Yeah, give me Texas minus 43. I think the Longhorns win easily. And our fifth pick will be the final game of the day. Kansas is hosting Coastal Carolina. Now, Kansas lost to Coastal Carolina last season 12-7 in the season opener. Coastal lost quite a bit off of last year's team. Kansas is favored by 6.5. I think the Jayhawks are looking for revenge. I think Les Miles has the team pointed in the right direction. They're still a, probably a couple years away from actually competing. Uh, for a bowl bid, but uh, he's got him in the right direction. They're doing a good job on the recruiting trail. Uh, they have a couple of, uh, of key uh, experienced players off of uh, on this team uh, last year that really uh, stepped up big. That includes uh, their stud of running back, uh, uh, Puka, Puka Williams. Remember, Williams last year ran for 1,061 yards and uh, caught 214 yards worth of passes, scored just five total touchdowns, but he's considered one of the better backs in the Big 12. I think he could have a field day on the Coastal Carolina defense. Kansas just giving up six and a half points. They basically just have to win by a touchdown. So, yeah, give me Kansas, and I'll give up the six and a half points. So on the picks so far, before we get to our next part of it, we got West Virginia minus 40 and a half against Eastern Kentucky. North Carolina minus 23 against Syracuse. Army minus 21 against Louisiana or Monroe. Texas minus 43 against Texas El Paso. And Kansas minus 6.5 against Coastal Carolina. Now we got a couple of upsets to pick. And uh, there's not a whole lot to choose from. So kind of bear with me on these upset picks. Uh, kind of going out on a limb a little bit uh, with those. And we'll start with the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, a 12.5-point underdog to Florida State in Tallahassee. And I base this one on 
the fact that Georgia Tech returns 10 starters on offense from a season ago. They were in a transition last season from the wishbone to a more pro-style offense. They returned their quarterback in James Graham, who threw for 1,164 yards and 12 touchdowns and also ran for 290 yards and three more scores. They returned all but one starter on the offensive side. They're missing their right tackle. They'll have to replace him, and they're doing so with the senior Devin Cochran. Uh, And Florida State, on the other hand, while at home for the season opener, a lot of turmoil in Mike Norvell's program during the offseason. Had a near-player revolt led by the defensive tackle Marvin Wilson, which is probably their best overall player. Uh, They also had some issues with uh, not being upright uh, or forthright, I should say, with uh, some of the COVID testing with the players. I think the tumultuous offseason, the fact it's a new staff, new system, no spring practice, limited fall practice, the distractions. I think Florida State is primed to be picked off in the season opener with Georgia Tech. And I'm going to go with that pick and give Georgia Tech as a 12.5 point underdog to win at Florida State. Now, the other one also involves an ACC team as well and a uh, Sunbelt team. Western Kentucky is an 11.5-point underdog on the road at Louisville. Now, Western Kentucky, uh, it's Arkansas fans uh, know quite well. And I said Sunbelt, and I apologize. It's actually Conference USA is where Western at. But Western Kentucky, uh, known real well by uh, Razorback fans as they are were a victim to Western Kentucky 45-19 last season. The Hilltoppers coming off a 9-4 season a year ago. They do return six starters on offense, nine starters on a defense that was 24th in the country last season. I think the defense is still going to be just as good as it was a year ago. The key will be replacing uh, their quarterback from a season ago and uh, Ty Story and also a 1,000-yard receiver and Lucky Jackson. Uh, but they do return uh, Jacob Pearson, who had 804 yards receiving and seven touchdowns on 76 catches a season ago. I think he will be a factor, I think, at running back. Gagey Walker, who ran for 1,208 yards and eight scores a season ago, he will be a factor as well. I think Western Kentucky can put some points on the board. Louisville struggled somewhat on defense last season, 102nd in the country in defense. Uh, they do return seven starters, but I think that's an issue for Louisville the defensive side of the ball against Western Kentucky's offense. Because on the other side of the ball, you got a Louisville offense that was 24th in the country last year against a Western Kentucky offense that was 24th in the country a season ago. Louisville does return eight starters on offense. They get Mikhail Cunningham back at quarterback, who threw 22 touchdown passes to five interceptions a season ago after wrestling the starting job away from Jawan Pass. Uh, offensively, Louisville is pretty good. They get Tutu Outwell back as well, who caught 11 touchdown passes and 1,272 yards a season ago. Uh, but I really like this Western Kentucky defense. I think the offense can put points on the board. I, I think Western Kentucky has a, has an opportunity on primetime television on Saturday to knock off Louisville, and I will take Western Kentucky as an 11.5-point underdog at Louisville as my second upset pick. Now, a couple games to keep an eye on for potential upsets as well well, includes Louisiana Lafayette 
at Iowa State. Iowa State favored by 11 and a half. The Cyclones, year after year, struggle in the and struggle in their openers. But this is an Iowa State team that is awfully good. Uh, they are extremely talented uh, this season, bringing Brock Purdy back uh, from uh, the uh, quarterback position, also getting Brees Hall back at, at running back. They return a couple of wide receivers. Just five starters in all on offense, but they had to replace four-fifths of their offensive line against a Louisiana Lafayette team that are – that now they're – I know realize they're now called Louisiana, but I think I'm always going to call them Louisiana Lafayette. But it is a Louisiana team that is projected to win the Sunbelt Conference by a number of people, including myself. Uh, they returned seven starters on offense, seven on defense. Uh, the offense was eighth in the country a season ago. They did return their quarterback in Levi Lewis. They returned a stud running back in Elijah Mitchell as well. They do have to replace two-thirds of their wide receiver wide receiving core, but it's a Louisiana team that under uh, under Coach Billy Napier that is extremely talented on offense. They have a defense that was 47th in the country a season ago. They returned seven starters off of that as well. Uh, they can give Iowa State a lot of trouble. I'm expecting to give Iowa State a lot of trouble, but I think the Cyclones will find a way to win. Uh, but keep an eye on Louisiana as an 11.5-point underdog at Iowa State. And the other one also involves a Sun Belt against a school from the Big 12, and that is the Arkansas State Red Wolves as a 10.5-point underdog traveling to Manhattan, Kansas, taking on Kansas State. Now, that game got moved up to 11 a.m. Central Time on Fox, so Arkansas State getting on national TV for the second week in a row. Would like to uh, like to avenge their showing with Memphis last week, losing 37-24 to a Memphis team in which they played awfully well against. Just couldn't get enough going on offense. They were rotating quarterbacks with Lane Hatcher and Logan Bonner. I wonder if they'll settle on one or the other and go from there. They returned Jonathan Adams at wide receiver, Marcel Murray at running back. Uh, they have talent on the offensive side of the ball. Defense is their issue, and it was their issue last Saturday against Memphis. They were 124th in the country last season, returning just three starters on defense. The defense has to get better, but they're catching a Kansas State team like Iowa State that tends to have issues in their openers year in and year out. And It's also a Kansas State team returning just two starters on offense. However, one of those starters is their quarterback, Skylar Thompson, he threw for 2,315 yards and 12 touchdowns last season. Also ran for 11 TDs and 405 yards uh, on the rushing side. Uh, they returned seven starters on defense, a defense that was 44th in the country last season. Uh, it could be a uh, battle of of which, which poor side of the ball does better, the poor side of the Kansas State offense or the poor side of the Arkansas State defense. It is a game to keep an eye on. I wouldn't pick it as an upset, but Arkansas State at 10.5 points at Kansas State. Maybe something you want to make make a bet on anyways and maybe even put it in a parlay or even tease it up a little bit uh, because I think Kansas State and Arkansas State may be one of the better games on Saturday. All right, we'll take a break, come back, and we'll take a look at the NFL picks. We'll do that in just a moment. This is the Are You Serious Sports Podcast. The betting edition. Back here on the Are You Serious? The Gambling Podcast. We got now some NFL games for you. We got three NFL games, and uh, we like the spreads in. We got one upset, and we got two games to keep an eye on as well. 
We'll start with our picks. Philadelphia is a five and a half point favorite at home against Washington. Look, Washington's a mess right now. They're rebuilding. They're changing their nickname. They've had a lot of drama in the offseason, off the field. Going to a Philadelphia team that's looking to uh, make a statement after last season winning the NFC East with basically practice squad wide receivers. They get Deshaun Jackson back. Zach Ertz is healthy. They're still waiting on Alshon Jeffrey to get uh, to get healthy. They're also waiting on the rookie phenom Jalen Rieger to get healthy as well. But having Deshaun Jackson back alone gives that wide receiving core something to mess uh, something to to uh, to deal with. Also, Miles Sanders at running back. I think he could be one of the better running backs in the entire National Football League in his second season. I expect him to be one of the leading rushers in the NFC at the very least, right there with Zeke Elliott. I think Philadelphia being at home as a five and a half point favorite against the Washington team with a whole lot of issues, I think that's a pretty easy pick to make. So give me Philly minus five and a half at home against Washington. Buffalo, a six and a half point favorite over the New York Jets. With the New York Jets, we really don't know what we're getting. Sam Darnold, Every year it seems like he's supposed to improve as a quarterback. It really hasn't shown up on the stat sheet or on the uh, win-loss side of things as well. Buffalo is the chic pick and the pick from just about everyone to win the AFC East with the Patriots looking like they're in a little bit of a rebuild. Buffalo got to the playoffs last season. They uh sitting there at home as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I realize there's not going to be a whole lot of crowds, if any crowd, in Buffalo, actually, uh, for the season opener. But I really like the Bills. I think they're building things the right way. Defense is one of the best in the NFL. Offensively, uh, behind Josh Allen, they're get, they're, they have shown improvement each of the last three years. Uh, so give me Buffalo. I'll give up the six and a half points. I'll take the Bills. Seattle at Atlanta. Seattle favored by two and a half. I'm not sure why this is only two and a half points. While I realize Atlanta is not as bad as the team we saw last season, injuries really decimated them. They do have Matt Ryan. They got Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones at the wide receiver positions, Todd Gurley coming over from the Rams at running back. Uh, I, I think Atlanta offensively could be pretty good. Defensively, with the return of Keon O'Neal, I think they can be somewhat better on the defensive side. But Seattle's one of the favorites in the NSC. And, uh, have they still have Russell Wilson? They still have Tyler Lockett. They still have Chris Carson at running back. They got DK Metcalf coming on as a wide receiver on the defensive side. Not as good as Legion of Boom days, but the defense is still pretty good. Uh, I think Seattle maybe they're only a two and a half point favorite because of the trip to Atlanta from the Pacific Northwest, as travel could be one of the factors when it comes to home field uh, advantage in 2020. Uh, but I think Seattle wins by a field goal at least. Two and a half points basically says Seattle wins by a possession. I can definitely see Seattle pulling out a 24-21 win, 27-24 win, 20-17 win. You get the point. Seattle minus two and a half. I really like the Seahawks to, to cover that as well. Now, just one upset pick. Not as many games to choose from, so just one upset pick. And I went with the Green Bay Packers in Minnesota taking on the Vikings. Uh, I think Green Bay is vastly underlooked right now. Do you realize Green Bay went 13-3 and last season? Because I didn't until the other day. Uh, 
No one's talking about the Packers. No one's talking about them winning the division. Nobody's talking about them in the playoffs or making a run in the playoffs. I think Aaron Rodgers is hung- as hungry as he's been since he took over for Brett Favre. Uh, I think the Packers have talent around him. Aaron Jones at running back is an- another uh, quality quality player on the offensive side for the Packers. I think anytime you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, you have one of the smarter quarterbacks in the country or in the NFL behind center. I think that has to be a factor as well. Minnesota coming in, uh, they seem to be the darlings of the uh, central division of the NFC uh, in the offseason. Uh, Minnesota is very talented as well. I mean, Kirk Cousins is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, they have, you know, Adam Thielen at wide receiver. He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Uh, Dalvin Cook at running back. If he can stay healthy, he's a quality running back as well. Uh, Minnesota's defense is pretty it's pretty salty. Uh, but I feel like Green Bay has a chip on their shoulder. And with not a whole lot to choose from and not a whole lot of big spreads anyways, uh, I'll take Green Bay to go into Minnesota and get the victory in my upset pick this week. Now, two games to keep an eye on. I think one of them will surprise you, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars at home against Indianapolis. Indy's an eight-point favorite, but I've got this feeling that Jacksonville, while people think they're tanking, that they're just going to be extremely young and talented, but they may be too young to to realize how good they can be. I know it sounds absolutely crazy right now, but if Gardner Minshew can uh, progress in year two at at the quarterback position, I think uh, they addition by subtraction by getting rid of Leonard Fournette. Uh, the entire team basically wanted him gone, so they got rid of him. I think management's trying to give them an opportunity to see how good they can be uh, without a guy like a Leonard Fournette before they make the decisions on what they're going to do uh, with the future and with Doug Marone in, in particular. I'm not sitting there saying Jacksonville is going to beat Indianapolis. The Colts, you know, have Phillip Rivers at quarterback now. Uh, they're a talented team on, uh, in their own right. But I think Jacksonville is going to be better than people think. I think they could surprise Indianapolis. It's a game to keep an eye on on Sunday. And the other game uh, to keep an eye on is the uh, Saints matchup with the Buccaneers. It's the game of the week. Uh, New Orleans a three and a half point favorite against Tampa Bay. We're gonna see how well that offense that looks like it's as explosive as any offense in the league has meshed together with Tom Brady and Ron Gronkowski and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and OJ Howard and Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. You you get the picture. There's a who's who of players, talented players exceptional players on the offensive side for Tampa Bay. I'm still not sold that Tampa Bay has a great defense. I watched that defense give up a whole lot of points last season. I think it'll be better than last season's defense. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But it's going to be interesting to see if Tampa Bay is meshed as well as fans hope, then Tampa Bay might blow New Orleans out on, on on Sunday. But if there's still some issues with trying to gel, I think New Orleans will have enough to win. I think it will be the game of the week. It is expected to be the game of the week. Uh, but keep an eye on, on that because Tampa Bay could very easily go into New Orleans and, and win against the Saints on Sunday.
All right, so that's it for our gambling podcast. You can tell it's a lot shorter than our podcast, our normal podcast. And we'll have a gambling podcast for you every Friday morning. And uh, keep in mind, as a disclaimer, that with the COVID-19 and the coronavirus situation, while making these picks on a Thursday night as I record, a lot can change between Thursday night and Saturday morning and afternoon and Sunday morning and afternoon. So uh, these bets I'm expecting to make, barring anything unforeseen happening uh, with uh, with players ha- players having to miss, key players actually, having to miss game time or games in general because of it. So keep that in mind as you look at these bets. I wouldn't make any of these bets until near game time, until an hour to an hour and a half before game time uh, when injury reports start coming out and when things start to filter in if, if certain players aren't going to be able to play in, in a specific game. So keep that in mind. I like these bets on Thursday. I may not like these bets come Saturday or Sunday. So with that, we'll sign off on the Gambling Podcast. And uh, we'll catch you on Monday with our normal podcast on the Are You Serious? College Sports Podcast.